Hello, everybody. This is Nate Larson. You are listening to the Nate Larson Radio Show. I am here with the one and only LV. Well, welcome to the studio. This is the first show of the new year. Yes. And it's 2020, and I'm not really... How do you feel about that, LV? I don't know. It's weird. It was like... I don't think it hit me until like five minutes before the countdown i got yeah. really nervous and like my leg was shaking i couldn't stop and i was just so anxious and i don't know i guess there's probably just a lot of great things that's gonna come this year and yes. i just don't know what i guess the suspense is like killing me i'm excited it's gonna be a great year for us and indie jams and i think the music industry at large and independent artists um things i see in the pipeline um Things are good. It's going to be a good year, I think. I hope so. Uh, I'm, root- I'm rooting for all the indie artists, yes. that's for sure. Yes. I think people are, you know, because people ask me all the time, and the, the industry is so slow to change, but they can't really be slow to change anymore. Even even like the, uh, the entertainment industry, the movie industry has to change rapidly um, in terms of how they structure movies and you know, you see Netflix taking over. And, oh, my and, God. Netflix is insane. And they're changing how all the other conglomerates are doing business. And it's just at a they can't drag their feet anymore. And, and music is a little slower, but they, they have to catch up. So what that means is the independent artists, the independent filmmakers, the independent uh, creative people have more leverage, which is always good. So yeah. I think that's that's what I'm projecting out into 2020. Oh, cool. What yes. can we expect from you? Are we getting a lot of, a lot We're going to have music? a new single um, coming out soon that I wrote. I actually recorded it here at Studio 18. Nice. Um, and uh, I think I sent it to you. Yes. Um, I always get the yeah, exclusives. exclusives. So don't bootleg it, please. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, some more music coming soon. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Now, this first song I'm going to play, one of my favorites. The Great Michael Jackson. This is produced by Ronnie Jenkins, Orlando native. And this features the the late, great, notorious B.I.G. as well. This is Unbreakable off the Invincible album. Um, the last album Michael recorded uh, before he passed. And it's, I think it's aged better than um, people thought at the time. That album, I mean, it has You Rock My World. It has Butterflies. It has a lot of classics that at the time people were disappointed by, but... Not unlike the, why were they disappointed? I don't know. The reception was like, oh, this is it. But kind of like the Star Wars prequels, they've aged better than anticipation at the time. I can already hear the beginning of "You Rock My World" in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, what a it's great like, song! It's so good. Yes. So this one of my favorites because it's such a. I feel I, I feel like because I read an article where he wanted Dr. Dre to produce the album, which would have been really good. But because when Dr. Dre produces R and B. It's fantastic. You get no diggity. You get um, when he uh, a million songs that are great, but for whatever reason he didn't do it. But I feel like he went to Rodney and said, "Hey, I like Dr. Dre. Can you make me <laughs> what if you made a Dr. Dre song? What what would it sound like? Because there's a Mike. What I heard, he had like a list of songs he would give to producers, and it was like ten songs. One of them was Janet's." Um, uh, not Runaway. What was the song? Um, Rhythm Nation. He really liked that song. He liked a few songs of hers. Um, and he would uh he would give it to producers and say like, why didn't producers? He's like, I know, but I like that song. And so I wonder <laughs> yeah, if he had like a Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like I think ba- uh, Babyface was saying, uh, I didn't. We, I, we, and he was writing for me. He's like, I didn't produce. Like, no, but I like it. I like it. So I think I'm, I wonder if that's what happened. Where he's like, I like Dr. Trey. I like the Chronic. I like. Um, you know, I wonder if that's kind of what happened because it sounds like that to me. Because um, if you're an artist and you've been in the studio, you kind of hear, oh, I know what they were going for here. But having said that, I really like this song. So this is Michael featuring Notorious Big with Unbreakable.
Jackson with Unbreakable and because it's the new year and it's the return of momentum I guess I want to play this next song and it you know it takes a lot of um, courage to say the return of anything when nobody knows who you are but Mark Morrison said to himself and to us it's the return of the Mac and it was a hit. I like the song. It's kind of underappreciated. This um, is uh, my niece's favorite song. She's like three and a half. Yeah, so, it, it still holds up. We were talking <laughs> about timeless music. and I know he famously purposely got arrested to promote the song, but um, I, that, somebody said that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. It's show business. But having said that, I still like the song. I don't know what at, happened at to Mark, least- but... At least they're not doing what people do now, which is clickbait, which is just oh, creating gosh, controversy yeah. just because. Yeah. And uh, making people fight each other for no reason. I mean, he was at war with himself. I mean, if you go to jail, if you do something aren't purposely. Aren't we all, LV, aren't we all at <laughs> war with ourselves as creative people? We're fighting the passions we have to create. I wonder what he did to get himself locked up. Uh, oh, I know what it was. He, he he was driving an expired license, and then he did something to purposely get arrested. It wasn't like he was Takashi or something like that. 
He, he it, was, it was like, <laughs> oh, like, I have a parking ticket. Hey, that's a little ticket. intense. It takes a lot to be a Takashi. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no free Takashi around here. <laughs> no. So, having said that, um, it's the return of Indie Jams in the New Year. Return of the Mac. Why not? This is Mark Morrison, Mark Marison. Mark, not Mark Marin, Mark Morrison with Return of the Mac on Indie Jams.
That was Return of the Mac, Mark Morrison. And if you're listening, please don't get arrested to promote your song. It might backfire on you. <laughs> Just promote it the good old-fashioned way by going on social media and nagging people until they buy your music. Right, LP? Yeah. You know, sending 50 million DMs and, yes. you know, playing my song and disregarding any procedure or any step-by-step instructions on how to properly submit music. You know, just jam it in, yeah, in I, their DMs. I got a comment on a on my um, song I recorded for Christmas. And by the way, not just for Christmas, it's still available. Go to NateLarsonMusic.com. It's a cover of Whitney Houston's Who Would Imagine a King, uh, speaking of promotion. And... <laughs> Little drop, nice yeah. crazy. And um, the co- people want to be funny. I get it. I like that. But the comment said, "Wow, did you record this through an earbud?" And I, I stop. I didn't go too. Cr- I stopped and said, "Yes, I recorded this through an earbud." Dot dot dot. And he, then he laughed. I was like, "Okay, yes, you got my attention. I I read these comments. You know, you never know." <laughs> but um, this next song we're gonna play um. Is from is actually a cover of uh, the Collective Soul song "Shine," and this is by uh, the great Dolly Parton. She just celebrated her 60-year uh, marriage anniversary, I think it is. Which, congratulations! I don't know how you stay married for 60 years. I know people that were married 50 and up, so, so 60 hats off. And she also celebrated 50 years of the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. So, she is a living legend. I've never heard a bad story about her. One of the best songwriters, I think, of all time. Donated a billion books to kids. I mean, you know, one of the one of the great people we have in entertainment. And I, I think this is a fantastic cover of an alternative rock song that she did. And, you know, I really like it. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't heard it, this is Dolly Parton with Shine.
That was Dolly Parton with Shine, her cover of the Collective Soul song. I like that. I like her cover songs. Um, I like her songs as well. What can you say? I uh, this uh, next song, you know, uh, I w- I walked in the tail end of Ulysses show and you guys were talking about as an independent artist holding on to your rights and you know, because back in the days uh, when the major labels controlled everything and they were the only game in town, essentially. You know, they weren't, but they were. Uh, if, if you need, you know, not to get into whole, not to get into schematics, but anyway, George Michael, uh, when he signed his deal with Wham before he was a solo artist, uh, there was extension to, for him to, you know, be a solo artist. 
but it was it was a, a notoriously bad contract, and after his solo success, he really struggled to get just basic royalties that he was owed. You know, like um, just just general stuff. You know that he he had a, a big lawsuit. He was one of the first people to kind of fight uh, contracts on that level. He and he suffered for it, but he wrote this song that I really like about that. The video is great. Um, uh, George Michael's one of my favorite artists, of course. This is Freedom 90. Um, I like this song because it's kind of a, um, it's like an R&B song, but then there's kind of a Latin influence and a, and a gospel influence too. Wow. Um, and I really like it. So this is, yeah, but it somehow, you know, you know what it reminds me of is because when I was in a gospel group um, as a teenager, we would tour throughout Florida and there was an intersection of island music, Latin music, and gospel music, and, um, you know, the congas and the drums, but then you would have the organ. You'd have certain things that, I, I, it's hard to describe to people, but um, that sonically reminds me of this song. So I always like to hear this song because it reminds me of kind of what I was exposed to. So this is George Michael with Freedom 90.
That was the late, great George Michael with Freedom 90. Um, I love that song. Um, what can you say? I mean, I think probably the greatest blue-eyed soul singer, male of all time. I'll say that. One of my favorites. Um, if you, Case in point, he did a song with Aretha Franklin and holds his own and keeps up with her. And, you know, you got to have a lot of chutzpah to do that because I think she's probably the greatest singer of all time. I'd say female, no question. So if as a male, as a white guy from England, if you can hold your own with her, wow, you know. Uh, so that's the, that's the great George Michael. And this next song I'm going to play, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. This is, speaking of great singers, this is the great D'Angelo. And I like this song because, as soulful as he is, um, he he can kind of acclimate to different types of music. Um, and this is produced by DJ Premier, who produced Gangstar, mostly hip-hop artists. And um, I love it because this, this is a track he heard. This wasn't made for him, but he made this song around this track. Um, and I really like it because I like D'Angelo, I like R&B, I like DJ Premier, and I like Pi. I don't like the devil, but, you know... He's he's talking about the human nature of wanting everything. And, you know, sometimes you got to remember, you can have the whole world but lose yourself. So this is D'Angelo with Devil's Pie on the Nate Larson Radio Show. <laughs> Stay alive. 
D'Angelo with Devil's Pie. Now, I audience, if you're <laughs> listening, I guarantee you if you go on Pinterest, there's a Devil's Pie recipe that's um, maybe a takeoff on a Jamaican rum cake or something. I don't know. I'm gonna, <laughs> if, if there isn't, I'm going to make it. It's going to be a, a cute little D'Angelo face on the pie crust. Oh, my God. The abs, the whole oh, thing. Oh, brother. Yeah. All of that, they are not ready. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, one of my favorites from him, kind of a, um, you know, they not one of his more uh, famous songs, but I like it. It's really um, kind of a mashup of genres. How do you view like D'Angelo and like Maxwell? Like, how do you? Look oh at my gosh! Instagram? Huge inspirations to me. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo especially, uh, Maxwell big time. Like his unplugged album, I oh mean, wow. Because there, as a male, um, I kind of gravitate towards female singers because there's a lot of emotion there. So Whitney mm-hmm. Houston, Aretha Franklin, um, th- there's no uh, barriers when they're singing, and there's certain male singers that I think are in touch with their feminine side to that degree, mm-hmm. and I would say those two guys are Michael Prince. Frank Sinatra, there's certain artists that I think are not afraid to put it all out there. Yeah. And I think it's difficult. You have to get to a certain level of professionalism because you're always afraid. If I expose myself as an artist, as a creative person, if I put it all out there and I'm judged, there's always something holding you back. But the the, the truth is uh, don't be afraid because – you're, you if you give all you have then that's that should be the ultimate goal because you're and you have, and someone can have a catharsis with you then that's a special moment so yeah that's what I think about those guys that's amazing I like that too I think one thing uh was kind of where we are today is a lot of people are hardened their hearts are like you know they got to be so tough be the man 
uh, they forget to have emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can appreciate good music with those emotions, especially because like I'm super emotional and I think that has to do with me being born in July and being a cancer, but whatever. Yeah. Super emotional. I'll cry. I, I literally heard like a orchestra song like in the last show before you got here. And I was like, got super emotional. My eyes got water. I'm like, why am I this way? Like, I don't want to be this way, but I am. But so. it's a good thing. It's yeah. how you're wired. I'm a, I'm a Taurus. I don't know what astrology. Oh, Taurus but... and cancer are like best friends. Oh, there you go. Locked in. Case in point. I knew it. There we go. Day one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like when I would, I would be in churches and stuff like, what's your sign, baby? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Anything about astrology, like, oh, you're a tar- Okay, all right. You know what that means? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> you have to tell- fill me in on that. Because uh, I-, I went to Christian school. We weren't allowed to talk about, that's the devil, boy. You know, so I don't know anything about. But um, But it is funny. If you read it, there is certain things. I think some of it's coincidental. Like, if you're born at a certain time, certain things line up. And, and you know, yes, of course. If you're born in the winter, and you're a cold-hearted person. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about that stuff. But <laughs> it, it, it is interesting. It is interesting. So that was D'Angelo. I'm trying to see on my list here what I want to play next. I got I some to, goodies. I know what I want to play. <laughs> I want to play. I'm going to play these out of order. But, okay. Song of Le- uh, the, Janet Jackson Runaway. On a show a couple episodes ago, I was, sometimes I'm wrong. I don't know if people know that. As a man, I don't like to admit that. I'll admit it on the show. I misquoted. I said that Escapade was the Janet song that they wanted Michael to record. It was not Escapade. It was Runaway. So, to rectify that, we're going to play Runaway by Janet Jackson. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, wanted. they had this track ready for him. And Janet, uh, they said Janet had her ear like, oh, I like this song. And they played it for him. And he's like, no, that's okay. And then they recorded Scream instead. Um, and she was like, thank God, because she, she loved the song. And so it's interesting to hear it and think of him singing it, because I think he would have killed it. It's a really up-tempo, kind of fun song. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of fun to think of, like, what if? You know, like when yeah. you hear actors turn down roles, like um, Al Pacino was supposed to be Han Solo. That would have been a different oh, movie. brother. Uh, Chewbacca, you know, that would have been fun. <laughs> I would have still watched the movie, but it'd been different. Oh my god! No. I was going to the Falcon. You know, it'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting to think about stuff like that. So, I, um, what if Michael recorded this? I don't know. It'd have been good. What one thing about Michael that I saw recently was like, it was almost like a like a time lapse, and it was like a transition from. And I don't know if you saw it was like trending on social media from when he was a child when mm-hmm. he first started making music to um, his last days. Um, and it was crazy to see the transformation. And oh him. yeah! So like, at what point did his voice change? What at one point did he sound the the imitation that you used? Yeah, you know what's weird is I don't know how much of that was an affectation. I think because if you listen to like Jermaine or Janet, or they all genetically kind of had a lighter voice. Yeah. And like I, I asked Rob, I said, Rob, what's the deal? And people said, oh, he could speak in a lower voice, but that's kind of his range was that way. It wasn't artificial. So I don't know. I've heard a lot of theories but if you listen to like Alta Bard or there's certain singers uh where you know like case in point when I started working with Rob my vocal coach um I wanted to sing like Johnny Gill and Luther Vandross like super deep like that because that's you know and he was like no, no no I so he if you know certain techniques and things he stretched my voice out and now I could I can sing those kind of songs so it's I don't know you know wow my impression is that that's kind of who he is yeah um but I'm not I'm not sure you know 
because I when I hear him live and I hear his studio outtakes, that's not artificial. I mean, he's really his. He had one of the great ranges, male ranges. So, you know, I'm I'm not quite sure. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is Janet with Runaway. Thank you guys for tuning into the show tonight. Um, it's fun to be back in Orlando with LV. Uh, my mom is back there watching. In the cut. Um, my manager slash mom 
the the Christianer of Orlando. It's a momager. That's right, momager. Um, and it you know it's great to be home. It's great to visit family. Um, I, I love Orlando. I love Florida. I I'm beyond thrilled. I was able to get Puerto Rican food. What? Yes, because in Arizona they don't have it. They have fantastic Mexican food. Fantastic. Um, any other kind of cuisine, but you know Caribbean food. Uh, Cuban, Puerto Rican, no. So wow. I had I had all of it. So and guess what? If you started a business out there, you'd be rich. That's right. Although I don't know if I should be the representative. They'd be like, "Who's this?" I know people, Nate. I know. I know people. But I see if I saw a white guy selling, I'd be like, "What does he know about Puerto Rican food?" Then I would come be on. Like, There's Puerto Ricans that have like blonde hair and blue that's eyes. That's true. That's true. Like, all day. That's they don't true. know. You just get a black kid. Yeah. Just say that's everything. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, there's nothing wrong no. with a little Rosetta Stone. That's right. Start. I do. I knew. I do want to learn Spanish just to just to learn it. Oh, put it on you know, your I, list this year. This year, every time somebody tells me they want to do something, I'm like, well, you got a whole year to learn it. There we go. That's our New Year's resolution. Everybody listening, you have a whole year to do whatever you got to do. Make it happen. They're they're not running a charity out there, so you know, bust some heads. I don't know. <laughs> don't get violent, but you know, I mean, metaphys. You know, not just, re- not literally bust some heads, but you know, we just tell people not to end up in jail. Yeah, don't get involved with a gang. Don't have a gang bankroll your rap career. Don't snitch on them. Don't um, borrow money from a rapper and then. Complain there when you don't pay them on time and they send their guy. You know, don't. I'm not naming names, but just don't. Just focus on your music. You don't need to get involved with the extra things. Um, this last song I'm gonna play. I was actually on the treadmill yesterday and this came on shuffle, and I was like, wow, I haven't heard this. You know, oh, I know what happened. I woke up. This song was in my head, and then I listened to listened to it on the treadmill, and I thought, you know, I know she's a little crazy, but. You gotta love her. Oh, uh, just a little. Just a little bit, um, but one of the one of the great great voices in pop and music, and you know, I, probably the best vocal she ever recorded. This is Christina Aguilera with Hurt. Um, I love the orchestra on this. I think she recorded it live with an orchestra, and then they overdubbed. Which it, you got to be a really good singer to do that well, you know, because I've seen people try to do that, and it doesn't always work. It's really it can be difficult because it can get really distracting, but she pulled it off. This is Christina Aguilera with Hurt. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please go to my website, natelarsonmusic.com. Uh, new music coming soon, Indie Jams. LV and I are working on some things as we speak. Yes, sir. Big things. Um, so keep posting. Thank you, guys.